my name is Seth Kudikoff. I'm a master's student in the Department of Earth and Atmospheric Science. And uh, my project is dealing with lake effect snowfall and investigating the interplay between the, some of the factors that go into producing lake effect snow. So for the purpose of uh, this project, and for, I'm starting with uh, water temperature, air temperature, ice cover, and the actual uh, amount of snowfall given a particular event. So I'm looking at, I chose three events, and I'll go into a little bit of detail of how I chose them. So lake effect snowfall, uh, you can think of it as being, uh, it's a small scale phenomena similar to when we get thunderstorms. So uh, they're hit and miss, basically. And so the fact that they're isolated spatially means that if you want to do some kind of interpolation of like, so you have snowfall data at different stations and uh, in between, you want to know how much snowfall occurred. Uh, a lot of times, it, it's not continuous. It's not going to uh, be midway in between. Or it, it, you, basically, the more data points you have, the better. So I'll show uh, what I, I'm trying to do to uh, get a better um, distribution, basically, of snowfall. So uh, I chose cases in which there was uh, significant snowfall in as many locations as possible. So, because a lot of, uh, so as I have here, uh, the, you can have fairly widespread uh, events. So, again, there's going to be four variables I'm going to, uh, I'm using uh, snowfall, water temperature, air temperature, and ice cover. My goal is to create a framework for potentially uh, a weather forecaster if they know uh, basically on a seasonal or monthly basis what uh, the, the air temperature, for instance, um, if it's going to be anomalously high or low compared to an average winter, you could uh, determine, uh, okay, so early in the season, that means if it's warm, uh, there probably won't be any ice cover. And if in a situation where the lakes are ice-free, you could have more snowfall. And on a day-to-day -day basis, you have variation in air temperature. And it's different than water temperature. Water temperature lags uh, the air temperature. So, uh, so I'll start off by showing uh, the area. Uh, so this is the Great Lakes. And I've uh, labeled six different locations. Either uh, I tried to have it as uh, spread out throughout the lakes as I could, albeit um, Canada and Lake Huron is not represented. So that's um, kind of a bit of a hole there in Canada. Um, but so these are the six weather stations that I, I'm starting with. Um, and this map also indicates uh, topography, and that's something in the future I could wind up having an additional variable because topography uh, creates uh, more lifting motion as uh, air moves across the lakes and enhances snowfall. So I had to collect data from various sources. So for each one, I'll start with snowfall. Um, it came from the local climatological database of the NCDC, and that was used to find the cases. And then I wanted to uh, add more uh, potential uh, locations to the study. Um, so there's another database which has cooperative data, uh, which um, unlike the first data set, this one uh, actually is, it varies a lot in terms of um, when, uh, it, when it's available, basically. Uh, for instance, some locations might be 
uh, take measurements from like 2008 to 2011, while others might be uh, only cover uh, a portion of time. Uh, they don't overlap necessarily. So that, that was a complication for finding a period of time that uh, had as many stations as possible. So lake temperature, this is from the Great Lakes Environmental Research Lab Laboratory. And they uh, use uh, a satellite-derived product, which I'll mention uh, a little bit later. Air temperature and ice cover, these are both uh, um, either uh, from also additional sources. The air temperature, I, I'm using a database that already has created a raster uh, data set. Um, and ice cover is from the US National Ice Center. And they develop. Uh, Based on the analysis of ice concentration, they develop shape files that are uh, obviously uh, good, easy to use in GIS. So the cases I selected uh, wound up being I chose, uh, the winter 2010-2011. And some additionally, I wanted to, like I mentioned before, the having as many stations uh, that had lake effect snowfall, the better to have uh, more data points um, and have it spatial, distributed throughout the Great Lakes. And lastly, uh, ice cover is a factor that I want to be changed, uh, not necessarily uh, the same. So for instance, it, I, I'll show uh, in a moment that the ice cover can uh, be basically ice free um, and then I mean, not too much later in the winter season, you still can have lake effect snowfall with some ice cover. And th that theoretically should uh, diminish the amount of energy that goes into lake effect snowfall and therefore decrease the amount of snowfall uh, in these events. So for the snowfall and temperature, I'm treating them as point, uh, point data that can then be uh, turn into a feature uh, uh, layer in ArcGIS. And so on the bottom here, just give the sense of uh, the six core stations, uh, weather stations, and using XY data for both. Uh, for this is, on the left, it's the snowfall. And on the right, it's for the lake temperature. OK, so um, as I mentioned before, the, the lake temperature is just a mean of on the lakes derived by the from the polar orbiting satellite, and the air temperature though is uh, is on a in a grid of fairly coarse resolution. Lastly, ice concentration. Uh, this table here shows uh, the variation ice cover in the three cases I chose. So, the December event there was virtually no ice, which I'll show uh, in a moment with the with a layout in ArcGIS. And then the other two, actually, especially on January 13th, there was all Lake Erie actually was completely frozen over. So the implication, implication of that are, will be interesting to see. Um, so lastly, the idea that ice concentration itself is, is just uh, basically uh, control. It, 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 it won't, there won't be any special analysis done using this layer. Okay, so this is uh, a preliminary look at how uh, in, in ArcMap it will be displayed. So um, 
basically, uh, the, you can see what all the things I talked about, the gridded temperature uh, right here. Um, so this case, like I said, it was almost all ice free, just um, the shallow edges here in uh, Lake Huron are, um, had any ice cover. So uh, I still have to uh, do the analyses to determine some kind of uh, empirical, empirical relationship between the ice, uh, sorry, not the ice, the water and lake temperature and snowfall. So in addition, uh, I'd like to see uh, if I have time to do elevation and have as many snow uh, stations as possible for, uh, for the interpolation of snowfall and uh, also comparing that with the lake temperature.